When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. And welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers, and I just finished setting up all my stuff for the last second. Welcome <laughs> with Chris and James. We are the Dallas Stars podcast, the official one of THPN. Please go and use that promo code THPN next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. Thanks to them for being our sponsor of this episode of our podcast and all of THPN. Stars win by a final score of 2-1 to one tonight, gentlemen, in the shootout. That has not happened very often this season. Three times to be exact. The Stars actually win 1-1 one to one because shootout goals shouldn't count. and They don't go to anybody, so what the heck is happening? It's a ghost goal. Whatever, I'll get off that. You all know how I feel about it. Oh my goodness, put Jake Ottinger on the standings on his own. I mean, just give him the two points. We, 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 stars don't need the points. Give it to Jake Ottinger. He should be on the standings by himself. That was fantastic. Yeah, he was insane. And I didn't even get to watch or listen to the whole g- game, but I, I watched the last period and overtime, and that described the entire thing for me. Yeah, that's all you had to see in tonight's game, just to understand like how much of a difference he was in tonight's game. And, you know, regardless of how, how big of a difference he has been in this whole season for this Dallas Stars team, and I, I, I don't want to start off on a negative note because Ottinger, both of y'all at the same time, I hate y'all. Screw y'all. I don't get one. Kool-Aid jammers. <laughs> y'all, so, y'all are such children. Anyways. It tastes like cough syrup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is just me and how I've been feeling, but I don't think the stars have been playing as well as they have. I, I just think that they're getting lucky because they're getting some really good individual efforts, mostly out of Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger. Is that fair to say, or is that not fair to say? It's not lucky because we're getting great individual efforts by our best players. I yeah. mean, that, that's that's who wins sports games. Yeah. Any kind of sport. Your best player wins you the game. Yeah. That's what's so, happening. So I wouldn't call it lucky, but it definitely... It definitely is just two players playing right now. 
and they're they're playing so well that they're able to pull it out all by themselves. Yeah, I won't say we're playing our best. Definitely we're not. We can definitely play better than that, but it's definitely not lucky. I mean, those two guys, Ottinger deserves all the credit there. No, no luck. That's all Otter. And it was obvious that he is the biggest. We'll, we'll just go ahead and say he's the biggest winner tonight, right? But all we'll across the board. Yeah, I like no the biggest winners without a doubt. I mean, Jason Robertson had the one good shot, and the they had the one good shift in the first period. The first line did, which Sagan played very well, by the way. I want to. I thought quick, first line quick highlight of him, and he did very well filling in for Rope Hens on that top line. So very good for him. But anyways, the Robertson had that one opportunity in the first period where he scored. And then he puts the shootout winner away, but it, it was all Jake Ottinger uh, tonight, and he was by far the better goaltender because he wins. Yep, absolutely agree. He was outstanding. And, I mean, he's climbing back up the rankings for the Vesna Trophy right now. He's the best goalie on the road for whatever reason. We talked about his, uh, his, his swagger that he has, plays with a chip on his shoulder every time he's in an opposing barn. That's our uh, theory, at least, but... In all aspects of goaltending, he is climbing back up. He probably dropped down to like 15th those two weeks after his injury. But, man, since then, he has been the best goalie in the league. By the way, go vote for him for All-Stars. It's a crime that he's not in there. Yeah. Okay. Not really, because it's not really his fault. Because it's either Robertson or Ottinger. You can't put both of them in. They They should have put both. They should have made an exception because Ottinger is that good. They should have, but that's not following <laughs> the way that they did it. But I agree. And if he's not an all-star, I will be very upset based off for the way he's played this season. He is a big reason why this team is so successful. Anyways, we are at game 42, so halfway through the season. Very happy with where the stars are at at this point. Hintz is out and Garyanov is in. Garyanov looked decent coming back into tonight's game. Uh, and obviously, like we already mentioned, Sagan was centering the top line with Pavelski and Robertson. And the biggest thing that they highlighted before the game was the difference in last year compared to this year when it comes to rush chances. And we haven't really seen a lot of that lately, but especially at the beginning of the season, stars were 100% taking advantage of those rush opportunities. Last year, they were 30th in the NHL. This year, they're 13th. And you could arguably look at that and say, this is one of the big reasons why the Stars' offense has increased this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without sure. a doubt. I mean, that that that's that's the most obvious change, and the structure as a whole. Even it, we're not we're not just dumping it in before. I mean, even before, sometimes we would have like a three on two. We, we still would just dump it in. I mean, yeah. and that's probably one of the big reasons why we had such a problem trying to score against the Islanders tonight is because they didn't give us very many rush chances. We had one and we scored on it. <laughs> All right. So getting straight into the first period here, uh, Beauvillier has a backhand chance. Suter gets put on his butt. Poor Suter. He got hit pretty hard. Uh, Foxa has a shot that goes out of play. It was a good, the first good chance for the stars there. And then four minutes in, Robertson scores after a beautiful zigzag play by all three forwards on that line. Sagan included. He was the one that started that. And Dallas is up one to nothing early on. Yep. Great start by Dallas all around. Not even just that that play, but looked like our forecheck was going really good in the first part of the first period, at least. Yeah, and it's nice to see that Sagan does well on that line. I mean... Sl- slotted in pretty easily. Yeah. As well as he should. That's, I mean, 
That's what we should expect from him, him be a number one center without the minutes maybe just because Rope Hintz has done so well. Right after the goal, there's a couple shots by Aho and Dobson of the New York Islanders. Some, that's all they were doing. They were shooting from the point tonight. 13-18 remaining. There were two big turnovers by Lundquist. It would lead to a broken stick by Suter. And then there was an extended D-zone play, which would happen quite a few times in this game tonight, you guys. Yeah, all, all pretty much from turnovers when you look back at it. So after that, couple of turnovers by Lundqvist there. Robertson has a shot off the rush after Pavelski makes a brilliant defensive play. And then right after that, 20 seconds afterwards, he has a rebound chance, which he just misses. Uh, Anders Lee has a shot on a driving play by New York Islanders, and the shots are 5-2 New York at 11.41. I was looking, listening to some of the commentary from the New York Islanders guys just because I was curious. They were very shocked that the New York Islanders were out shooting the stars at that point because apparently that doesn't happen very often. No, it never happens with them. If you've seen how they've won games, they just have Sorokin play great and get a couple of goals and then just play defense the whole game. Yeah, and Sorokin did play great, by the way. You could also yeah. tell the Islanders' game plan was to put pucks on the net, and boy, did that not work out. <laughs> no and, and they couldn't even get it to the net. That was the embarrassing part. Like Their game plan tonight was to shoot as many times as possible, and yeah. they didn't even break 30 tonight. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it, In the middle of the third period, I was saying, it feels like they have 38 shots. And James and Dad said, well, they've had a lot of shots that didn't hit the net. And so it was good defending by the Stars and finished off with great goaltending when we needed it. So we're at 10.50 in the first period at this point. There's an awkward man huddle. Everybody's falling over each other to Sorokin's right for some reason. I have no idea why. Dallas D at this point is really solid, and they're forechecking pretty well. However, they're not spending enough time in the Ozone, so, and that would continue throughout the game as well. That wasn't, wouldn't change. A New York Islanders tip goes wide at eight minutes, and then about seven seconds after that, Dallas goes to the penalty kill for the first time tonight. Foxa takes a tripping call on Romanoff. That would lead to the first goal and the only goal for the Islanders tonight. It's Anders Lee. He scores off of his skate. It was a backdoor play. It was a great pass, an absolute great pass. I, I think Anders Lee would have put it away anyways. But nonetheless, it's one-to-one. -one. It's a tie at this point. Yep. And, I mean, that was just for how bad, apparently, the Islanders' power play is. That was a great play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, and for the first, the first little part of it, I mean, they couldn't get into the zone, it felt like, at least from what I could – I was listening at this point. It it looked it hurt. It sounded like they weren't they were struggling still. Just once they got it in, they were able to make that one play, and it worked for them. Right after that, I wrote down shots are eight to three New York Islanders at this point. So kind of rough, kind of rough for the Stars, and it's very weird to see them only have three shots fifteen minutes into the first period. They highlight the fact that Dallas has the fewest regulation losses in the Western Conference, so that's a good thing to talk about. Five minutes remaining, Dallas is not playing bad, and I wrote it again, they just don't have any ozone time. Garyanov gets hooked by Bailey, but there's no call there. Ben with a tremendous look, nothing there. Mayfield hits the crossbar for the first of three times that the New York Islanders would hit the post tonight. At 1.15, a Beauvillier shot gets there after somehow it stays in the Dallas zone. I don't know how it did it. Didn't. And then at the end of the first period, the shot attempts were in favor of the New York Islanders, 26 to 8. 26 to 8. Now, I know a lot of those did not hit the net, 
But looking at the shot attempts there, that right there tells me that Dallas did not spend enough time in the offensive zone. Uh, it felt like they didn't spend any, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty frustrating. I mean, and I was looking at the lineup tonight before the game. It's kind of shocking how much effect to losing your first line center has because you look at it and you're like, Oh, we lost like a whole third line. There's not a third line that can score anymore. So you lose a lot of danger by losing just one guy. He's a pretty important one. So at the end of the first period, all I wrote was Ottinger was great and we need more ozone time. And I think both of those just yeah. continued through the whole game. Yeah, I think you just say that in the second and third period too. <laughs> all right. Going into the second, uh, New York, has a shot early it's Pajot who has the shot which he had chance after chance in this game uh Nelson would miss wide Essa gets caught out of position and it's a two-on-one for the New York Islanders with 1908 remaining Bailey on the doorstep after a bad pass by Miller that was a really bad pass 1651 remaining at 16 minutes New York Islanders have a backhand chance for Hudson after bouncing in front and I just wrote geez now the stars look like they're playing bad <laughs> and it Otter is basically keeping them in the game at this point. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And that continued throughout the rest of the game, too. <laughs> and that was only four minutes into the second period, so... Yep. Hockabaugh would make a really good defensive play covering for Essa. It's the second time in the first five minutes of the second period Essa would get caught out of position for some r- different reason. Uh, Sagan would have a chance. Finally, they have a good shift to the first line. N- not that they didn't have a good shift earlier, but finally we get to see... The Stars having an offensive shift in like against the Islanders at this point. Again, Pavelski makes a really good defensive play. New York Islanders have a backdoor chance that missed. And then I finally wrote down, it felt like that the energy level was starting to rise for the Stars, and they were at least starting to somewhat match the Islanders at this point. And that was about 14 minutes remaining in the second period. Is, is that something y'all noticed, or am I just crazy? Yeah, they for sure had more chances, and more shots by the stats, but they started getting going in the second. That was definitely their best period, but Islanders still had some crazy chances that Otter saved. So Delandria gets filled in by Roman off the poor dude. Like the, the poor guy just can't, he, he's going to get hit every game. It just depends on who it is. He, he always gets hit hard. Yeah. Sagan has a shot that goes wide. Kiwi has a chance. Dallas will go on the penalty to kill. It's Kiwi Ronsu who takes the penalty. It's a really, really good penalty kill by the Dallas Stars. This hacked me off. I wrote, great job, Bally Sports. You went to commercial and missed 30 seconds of the penalty kill. Thank you very much. Uh, Glendening blocks a Dobson shot during that penalty kill. They kill it off. And then they highlight in between the play that Lindell has a plus 23, and he's second among NHL defensemen. Now, I know we don't like talking about that stat in particular, but it, it, it's still noteworthy to say that, you know, Lindell is doing really well defensively. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's – especially his uh, penalty killing is what I would say. I mean, we've talked about how good the Stars penalty kill has been this year. He's been a huge part of that. I mean, he plays so much. I think the stat that they showed tonight said that he leads the league in penalty kill time on ice, which is just ridiculous. And we, we never noticed him. And we try to talk about him as much as we can remember to, but he is just a really solid lockdown defensive player. I think he's worth every penny, even though that's debatable for some people. But yeah, I think he's fantastic. I think the craziest thing is that he plays that much time on the penalty kill, and his plus minus is like one of the best in the entire league. I mean, 
I think he's second best on our team in plus minus. Yeah. With the most penalty killing time. Yeah. Well, plus minus does not go into account when when it's when a goal is scored for the opposing team. Does that make sense? Did y'all know that? I'm so if you're talking about so if it's five on four and we're killing a penalty kill oh, and the Islanders score, it does not count against the plus minus against those players. Oh no, I didn't know that. That is true. You know so, every day. Yep. Even more AKA, of a useless stat. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was gonna say. That's why it's a useless stat. Okay. Um, anyways, three and a half minutes remaining. Dallas on a three on two turns into absolutely nothing. And that's been a kind of a consistent thing over the last couple of weeks that they've had opportunities off the rush and they've done nothing with it. Dallas will go on the penalty kill. Pavelski for holding the stick. It's only his ninth minor of the season. So I guess he's out of the Lady Bean conversation, according to Razor. Brazil has a chance. And then New York appears to score, but it was very clearly offside. And I don't know why they waited so long to, to blow the whistle or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think but, the linesman literally just missed his whistle. I think he was trying to blow it and he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think of with Ottinger misplaying that puck is that he knew it was offside, and I guess he assumed they blew the play or something. Or do you, it, do you think looks- he actually misplayed it? It looked more to me that Miller knew that it was offsides than anything because Miller, it looked like he was just kind of gliding around. My opinion is that we got really lucky with it. I mean, I don't, I don't recall a time Ottinger was playing a puck that bad, and technically he still has it because it didn't count. But it was very scary when it happened. Hey guys, the NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you get a free bet back up up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Suter would have a shot right off the ensuing faceoff after the goal, non-goal. Dallas will go on the power play with nine seconds remaining, and that's the end of the second period. It's still one-to-one. Dallas met the energy level of the New York Islanders for the most part through that second period, but still not enough to write home about saying they're the better team in this game because they weren't. Yeah, they, they, I think they they play better than them this period, but still overall not better. So going into the third period, they start the period with the power play. And they've done things in the past where they've started with the power play in the third period, and they've done good things. This is not the case. <laughs> it was a sucky power play. Right after that, 1642, Pajot gets stoned. And by the way, Otter stoned multiple people in the third period. Uh, of the New York Islanders. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Pajot's shot was off the rush, and he was alone in front, and Miller was the one who gets caught out of position this time. So, again, Otter just flexing his mu- muscles even more. Yeah. 
Otter good. I'll just, I'll, I'll just keep saying that every time you pause. Otter good. <laughs> <laughs> Johnston has a wraparound chance. Sorokin had a really good save there. That was by like a skate blade. Johnston almost got him off. There's a two-on-one for New York Islanders. 14 minutes remaining. Holmstrom decides to keep it. Takes a shot. He's denied by Ottinger. And that whole two-on-one situation was because Hawk and Paul pinched in the offensive zone and missed the pinch. Uh, they hit the post again, New York Islanders do. It's a point shot and somehow finds its way through. Shots are starting to even up. It's 1917 in favor of the Islanders. They have another two-on-one, but they do nothing with it. They fritter the chance away. Finally, I get to write something about Dallas having a good shot. Ben has a good, decent chance after it bounces off the lineman's skate. Glendinning with a big hit. And Ottinger with a absolute goal line stand at 909. And that easily could have been the game right there. I guess I could have said that multiple times in the third period. But it was a shot off the boards, and Lee was almost there for the rebound. So Lee making his presence known again in tonight's game as well. That's about it, right? It's just Ottinger yeah. continuing to do things. Uh, it's amazing that Islanders don't have the lead. Robo has a shot off the faceoff at five minutes remaining. Sagan has a wraparound chance. Pajot gets absolutely denied by the combo of Lindell and Otter. And that was the biggest chance, probably the turning point of the game. And then Otter's just freaking ridiculous. He stones Mayfield. And, and it, it's like it's it's a superstar goaltender, elite goaltender kind of play there. With seconds remaining, you're holding your team in with a 1-1 tie. And your team is not playing well, and you're at least going to get your team a point there. So just fantastic play by Otter, especially on that last shot in the third. Yeah, and it it, re it really is the the calmness and confidence when he's like this. It, it's you just know it's not going in every time. Yeah, uh, I key in on the confidence every time. I mean, you can find big goalies who can move the way that Otter does, but the moxie and the swagger. Not every goalie has that. I've been comparing this lately to how we, how I felt when we had the Lettinen Niemi tandem, and it just felt like every single time that the puck was going to go in, like every anytime there was a two on one or a breakaway or something like that, you didn't have that confidence that maybe the goaltender can make the save. And Ottinger is the complete opposite of that. Like. The anxiety that you can get that you that I got with those two goaltenders is completely opposite compared to Ottinger. So you're right, absolutely 100 percent right, Chris. Going into overtime, records for this for the teams. Dallas is two for four. The Islanders are three and zero. Oh. So not good record for the Stars. Good record for the Islanders. Couple of chances. Dallas has a two on one. SMS is the net. Bouvillier has a slap shot one-timer, and he's denied. Garyanov was denied as well, which that was probably the best opportunity of that overtime period. And then with the last 20 seconds, there's three chances. First, it's Dobson for the Islanders, and then it's Robertson and Marchment for the Stars. Stars had the better opportunities in that overtime period, and they just weren't able to take care of it. So thank goodness that we were able to win the shootout there. Spoilers, yeah, and, and, goodness. Yeah, okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on, really. <laughs> Anyways, in the shootout, I, I just wrote both goalies have been amazing. For the Stars, it's Robo, Pavs, and Geary in that order. Robo is the one that gets the goal. For the Islanders, it's Barzell, Beauvillier, and Nelson. Otter, of course, with the way he played tonight, stops all three of them. 
Dallas gets the win, two to one in the shootout, and the Islanders got goalied in tonight's game. Yep, hundred percent. No other way to say it. Stars were outplayed for the majority of the game. They had their chances, and you gotta give uh, you gotta give some credit to Sorokin. He played a good he played a good game. Ottinger was out of his mind. He played an all star worthy game. Go vote for him ten times a day on NHL.com slash vote. I mean, honestly, I the only reason why Otter w- was better than Sorokin tonight was because there were a lot more chances on Otter than there were on Sorokin. So yep. both goaltenders were absolutely great. Fitting that this one actually ends up going to a shootout, which normally you kind of hate that, but it's whatever. Yeah, Ma- made sense for the, for the story of the game for sure. Yep, it definitely makes sense that it's Ottinger who is able to take it into his own hands. And of course, the only goal scorer in tonight's game for the Stars, Robertson, is the one that puts it away. So, And uh, those are the two guys who we were all worried about that we weren't going to be able to sign this offseason. And for both of them, they are only making a com- they are making a combined less than $12 million. Yeah. And they have basically won the last two games for us. But this just proves why we were so anxious about signing them. <laughs> they won this game by themselves. Just yeah. those two guys. Yep. They're probably the two most important guys on the team. So, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else we need to say about what happened tonight other than Ottinger stood on his head? No. Yeah. I, that's what I mean. <laughs> there's, no. there's nothing. There's nothing else. Um, the only thing I can think of is that Robertson continues to do his thing. Mm-hmm. And Sagan looked pretty decent. And I mean, he. He, you could technically say that yes, Ottinger was the one who stood on his head, and he was the difference maker in the game. But you know, without Sagan on that top line, that at least that goal doesn't happen, right? Yep, for sure, agree. So, we already said our biggest winner. Who's our biggest losers tonight? Uh, biggest loser. I'm gonna give it to defensemen passing out of their own zones. We cannot oh. do it tonight at all. All even, six. Even, yeah. even on the other team, honestly. The other they team, have, too. They were having a hard time. All 12. Too. All 12 of them. They're terrible. I'm just thinking about this just now. I was going to rag on the defensemen for the play tonight because there was a couple of plays where I mentioned, you know, Miller and Lundquist. And Suter actually had a decent game tonight, I thought. He was, he was okay. But I'm just going to say just the general defensive play when it comes to odd man rushes, especially in the third period was really, really bad. And the fact that this team, the New York Islanders, the only way they win games is by defense and then countering on any mistakes that the stars, the well, that other teams make. We are very lucky that they didn't win this game four to one, five to one, maybe even six to one. Yeah. And, and that, that's a, a good point to make too. Cause the stars, uh, against the cycle game. So when the, the, both teams were set up in the star zone, we're playing well defensively. They weren't letting shots through. They were clearing out of their own slot. They're tying guys up, but all the chances, all the big saves from Ottinger were all in the rush. So I guess that's credit to the Islanders. And by the way, the Islanders are way better than I thought they were. I mean, if that's not a playoff team, goodness, I'm scared of the East. <laughs> well, I mean, the East is obviously the better conference. I mean, for the, well, Four of the top five teams, I think, are from the East, right? Because yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's. I think it's even worse than that now, honestly. Well, let, ma- me, let me check real quick. I think we're number 
four? We are number four. Now Vegas is fifth, though. Okay, so, so but four of the top six. <laughs> four of the, the top East. six. There you go. That and that and that right there tells you that the Eastern Conference is just a complete juggernaut. It's ridiculous. I mean, Boston has four regulation losses halfway through the Boston season. Boston doesn't count, okay? Boston <laughs> is the outlier in this in this entire system. Goodness, dude. They're 32, 4, and 4. That's ridiculous. What the heck? It, it, it's going to be remarkable if they don't win the Stanley Cup this year. Just side note. Which, well, by they, the... Go ahead, Chris. If they keep going at this pace, they're going to have, like, the best season ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what, that puts them with 68 wins if they follow. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. That's like 130 points. Oh, my goodness. That, For Wednesday that, night, we got to find what the best season ever is because that's insane. I, I think it's the year before the Lightning won the Cup. I think they had 62 wins that, that season. We'll Something figure it like out that. for tomorrow. Y'all tune in tomorrow for, for some number crunching. Right. Which, all right, one more side note. I don't think that Otter is going to win the Vesna just because of freaking Linus Olmark. He's playing out of his mind right now. Go look at his stats. I think he's lost once or twice. Yeah, but he's on, he's on the Bruins, so does it really count? Yes, it, it does. Shouldn't count. It nope. should count. It, 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 to a certain extent, I think it counts. But Okay, anyways, we can, we can talk more about it tomorrow. All right, anything else we need to mention tonight, guys? Nope. Oh, uh, yes, Rope is out. He wasn't even on the plane, so he's oh, definitely out for the Rangers game. That's not a good sign for him being out well, for longer, too. So, DeBoer actually said that he didn't think it was a very serious injury, so it's likely it's not going to be for long, but he is not going to be back at all in this road trip, that's for sure, I don't think. But he for sure has history of being injured and of being hurt and being in and yes. out of games, so we're hopeful it's not something they, like that. They also, Twitter thinks they found the hit that he was injured on. And yeah, that to, doesn't tell you anything, though. Well, to me, it looks like he tried to brace himself with his arm, and it might have been like a wrist thing. I don't know. Whatever. Ooh, that's even worse. Okay. We'll talk more tomorrow, you guys. Go out and check out StarcasticMarkShop.com for all the latest merch options. Go and Two check brushes. out... Combs nope. Lufus? Lufus nope. next. No, Lufus no. next. Where did you get airbrushes from? No airbrush. No, don't. You're not allowed to get in on this too, Jim. Where is this my is hairbrush? Don't y'all gang, gang up on me on this. <laughs> this is stupid. And go and check out sarcasticremarks.com. Showerhead. Uh, I was way too tired oh, the yes. other night to do. Y'all are still talking about it. And I'm trying to wrap it up. <laughs> Shut up. And, <laughs> and I, I will promise I will do a takeaways blog post tonight. And make sure that that's done because i mean it's only 10 o'clock tonight so it's not too late so anyways along with chris and james my name is ryan we'll catch you guys on the flip side and we hope you guys have a good fantastic morning afternoon evening whenever you guys are listening christians since you're here take us out gg otter go see puppy wait what say that one more time see puppy (laughs) goodness gracious see you guys later